This is 95.7 The Spin Local Show Podcast. Check us out every Friday afternoon from 3 to 5, 95.7 The Spin Local Show Podcast. And now for the podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to another local show with Casey and we're going to be having the band Creature Comfort from Nashville, Tennessee here Hello! Today. Hey, how's, how's it going? How's we're it sort of spread out on a porch right now, so... Oh, cool. We're, we're here, we made it. Um, how are you guys? How's your day been? Uh, we're good, it's hot, hot here in Tennessee, hot. very humid and muggy, but we're making it. Yeah, it's, it's hot here too. Um, I just thought I'd remind everyone that um, you should comment if you want to win your t-shirt and your vinyl and your stickers. That way you can be entered to win and the giveaway winner will be announced at the end. So, <laughs> so pretty awesome. Um, so you guys are going to be performing a few songs for us today, right? We've, we've got like two or three songs worked up. I don't know how many you want us to play or whatever. Yeah, just, we'll take it. One question at a time. See. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'll tell you guys when we're about ready. Um, but to start off, like, how did you guys meet? How did this band form? Um, it's a long story. We've actually been a band since uh, two. Yeah, two thousand October thirty first, two thousand eleven. Well, January first, two thousand twelve was our first technical show under the name Creature Comfort. So we've been around for a long time. Um, I had a band in college, um, and uh, Cole here, this is Cole, uh, I'm Jesse, but like, I had a band in college, and a bunch of the members quit, and we sort of reformed, and I needed a bass player, and Cole... And a new name. Yeah, and a new name. <laughs> uh, Cole, I knew from high school, um, so we uh, joined up and started writing music, and uh, this is Charlie, uh, Charlie also, like went to high school uh, with us. He's been in the two years now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah 2018. Two yeah, yeah, two years. And then this is Alex. Um, we picked him up along the way, too. Uh, he's just, we're just a, a bunch of friends that uh, I've been lucky to have good music and friends in my life to uh, keep it going, I guess. We got one more, but he's uh, on vacation. Yeah, our, drum, yeah, our drummer, he couldn't make it today, but... Um, yeah, I've been him since I was five. So most four of us grew up together. Like we, you know, went to this, lived in the same city, grew up in the same small town. So, did you guys uh, grow up in Nashville, or did you grow up in a different town? Um, no, we're half southeast, place called Tullahoma. Yes, and then Alex is from Johnson City. Yeah, so it's two- yeah, Tullahoma, Tennessee, and then Johnson City for. Uh, we're all Tennesseans. Have you ever heard of George Dickel whiskey? It sounds really familiar. We're from where they make George Dickel. Yeah. yeah. And we're about 15 minutes away from where they make Jack Daniels. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So the other direction is where they yeah. debauchery every year. So it is a nexus of vice. Debauchery. Yeah, a lot of debauchery. <laughs> That's right. So how does that differ from where you guys grew up to being in Nashville? Is it a big culture shock at all? Or did you kind of – how does that transfer? Tullahoma's much more refined and sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a joke. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Uh, 
very much so. I mean, I miss all the opera and television. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I I moved to Nashville. Like, well, Cole and I went to um, college in Middle Tennessee State University, which is like in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Um, and then when I got done with college, I uh, moved to Nashville. And I mean, I guess when I moved here is when things really started changing. Like as a kid. I didn't think Nashville was like a cool place at all. Um, we like I'd go there twice a year just to go to the mall. Mall and laser tag. Yeah, that's and laser all, tag. That's yeah, all I really recognize. Yeah, and then like I remember the first week I was here, I met someone who had just moved to Nashville from Seattle, and I had just been to Seattle for the first time, and I was like, "What are you doing here?" And like, oh, Nashville's awesome. You don't know. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? I don't know. I I grew up here. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, you know, it we sort of landed here at the right time, I think, for for being creative, I guess, at least in what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So did you um did you have different life plans before music came about? Because you said you went to college, so did you go to college for music? <laughs> um, I went for music business, which is I think the closest of any of us to actually like music oriented education. Uh, Jesse's a pharmacist. Uh, Charlie's in law school. Alex is a ESL teacher. Yeah, high school teacher. So yeah, we all have day jobs. Yeah, <laughs> this is not what we. No, but we've been playing. I mean, we've all been playing since we were kids, pretty much, and so it, there has been a through line of art throughout that we never really like ditched, you know. Uh, so. Yeah, it's it's kind of I don't know. It's always been there. Always yeah. Been. How long have you guys individually been playing music? I mean, a whole fifteen years at least. Yeah. Fifteen more. Yeah. I started playing when I was thirteen, yeah, and I'm twenty-eight. Cole and I started playing at the same time, and we're the same age, so I guess we both About fifteen years now. Yeah, close to it. What about you, Al? You, you've I been playing. I started too. playing piano when I was five, but then <laughs> I didn't pick up a, anything with strings on it until I was probably like 13, 14, and uh, started playing guitar. And so that's been a long time. Um, you yeah. had to rock. I had to rock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I sing, so, I mean. Um, you did singers back then. Yeah, I mean, I used to. I'd sang the first time there was a choir in school, and I've been singing ever since, so, yeah. What sparked your guys' interest to get involved with music? Was it a family thing, or was your parents like, go do it, or were you just kind of like, no, I want to do this? I wasn't good at anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, it's, well, I mean, half joking, but honestly, yeah. Just, it's the only thing that kind of made sense in my life, you know? So, yeah. My dad's a, um, well, he's a high school English teacher, but he's also a um, classical musician. He plays the upright bass. So oh, cool. I always had music in my family. Yeah. Kind of well. I didn't really have music. So much. I mean, my grandmother, she could play like five songs on piano and three songs on guitar. But for me, it was mainly like my dad claims that he can play the radio really well. So, um, <laughs> You know, I just grew up singing, uh, like, 90s country songs, pretty much. And, I mean, I, how I got into it, I don't know about how. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we should have thought through. We set it up for a, for a uh, performance. Yeah. So that's yeah. why we're all spread out right now. But okay, that's okay. However it works. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, music as a career was definitely something that was always kind of like in the realm of possibility just because it was something that I had done for so long. But um, my parents, I mean, nobody was really musical. It was just they, they had a really deep appreciation of it, which is why I grew up like learning and playing classical and stuff. But they also loved like folk music, bluegrass. And so that was really big because I'm from East Tennessee, which is a lot. Appalachia and so that's where you know all of that comes from uh it's just the, the folk stuff yeah got me interested all right cool you guys all have your own different little stories to tell about how music came about in your lives so that's pretty cool you know sometimes it's all like kind of like well <laughs> just happened <laughs> uh with your guys's name creature comfort did that come from Arcade Fire? I was going to ask you about that. How did that come about? They jacked it for us. us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we played in 2017. We won this contest that Miller Lite used to host called Road to Rue. And uh, you win the contest. It's like a bracket style contest. You get to play Bonnaroo. And we won. And Bonnaroo's like we grew up going to Bonnaroo. Like it was in our backyard. And that's, you know, it was very, uh, you know, inspirational i think for us children um but yeah so the day before bonnaroo we released a new single and i remember like looking online just to search to see you know how the single was doing and i saw like arcade fire releases new single today called creature comfort and it just overshadowed any like searching <laughs> anyone that wants to look up creature comfort like to see what time they played at Bonnaroo or like when they were playing yeah. you weren't going to find it, it was yeah. All arcade fire. yeah yeah it just oh. overshadowed us so that's why we have a song called arcade fire now just to you know Be like ripped on yeah <laughs> well, and when i got there i kicked Wim butler's ass <laughs> <laughs> i was crying yeah, yeah. Was yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. oh my gosh that's the, what <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's wild that's crazy yeah because i was gonna mention that because i saw you guys had a song called arcade fire so i was like this has to be some sort of yeah you know. well it's funny when like two days after we put it out um my friend was on reddit and they were like hey uh look at this and there were someone posted arcade fire subreddit our song and it was just weird to watch people so like some people were like oh we like this like it's not arcade fire one guy's like, well, some bands name their band after, you know, or name their song after famous. And I was like, dude, you don't get it. We've been around for, since, you know, 2012. Yeah, so. I saw that they released that in, like, 2017. And I was like, I mean, that's kind of, like, early. I feel like you guys would have been formed before then. So I was like. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. That's the thing. Like, literally right now, someone decided they were going to name their musical project Creature Comfort uploaded it like two days ago online and now our spotify has a different person's like music on, on a single of ours so, so we have to get that moved. so it's yeah. just like it's not you know i don't understand it why people just don't do the research care to do the research it, it's a problem with having a name that's an idiom yeah you know, like 
because you see why people have all these stupid names now that with like with no vowels but V's. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Like the like Waves, urban always, always. Yeah, like you see why people do that though, because there's no chance of Your someone else. Wrecked, yeah, the SEO. Know? Because creature cover, creature cover. If you search in Google, you're likely to find like a doggy daycare, or yeah, like a pet supply, store, or a brewery or, in Athens, or a yeah, brewery in Athens, <laughs> and this other band, it's an Arcade Fire song, so it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, you gotta find. In retro, we should have replaced all the A's or the all the <laughs> O's and zeros. zeros. That's what I do on Twitter. Really funny. Um, so, how would you guys like describe your music? Because I know that some of your songs are pretty like rocky, and then the recent single that just came out, "Big Buff and Handsome," is pretty folky. And so, I don't know what made you guys kind of like transition, and what got you interested in doing like a different type of song. That's a <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. When you're writing them, I guess it doesn't really like. It's not really clear at the onset, at the outset, what exactly, you know, it'll turn to, but, like, I think for Big Buff Enhancement, in particular, like, that riff, which we wrote several years ago, like, early on, you just, when you're kind of hacking... Oh, it cut out. Um, it, it, we're back. It cut out for a second. Also, okay. Instagram's a little weird, so it might happen. If that happens, and for some reason we have to like end the live, I'll just restart another one. And you just join again. Okay, cool. Yeah. Instagram, you're, you're out about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it just that progression, I think, just like itself sort of a you know, country. Well, well I mean, also, Jesse like, writes such good songs that they could be arranged in any genre. Mm -hmm. oh, this that's, is, this that's is so sweet. <laughs> no, it's true. I, think, I mean, if you have a good song, it can be in any... I think the real reason, uh, at least you know, this one is what it is, is, uh, so, uh, Al and Charlie, they joined the band right before we recorded these songs. Um, we brought them into the studio, and we had already had songs written, so they sort of went through a rewrite process, and, you know, Al, as he mentioned earlier, is like, you know, folk man. He's from yeah, banjo. Yeah, well, I... It was your idea to put yeah, banjo Jesse on this. Yeah, Jesse sent me a demo of the song, and it was like this real stripped-down version. And I kept hearing banjo over top of it, which is like the only Preacher Comfort song that I've had that thought with, because it does not vibe with, you know, <laughs> this is not Joe. Um, and I was like, you know... I'm going to pitch this, but you might not like it. And we tried it out and that it ended up kind of working on that song. And, but it also is kind of, uh, I don't think banjo is going to become a regular staple of the band, but I mean, we're all from pretty rural places in Tennessee. So it was not completely out of step. No, yeah, and no. it's honestly kind of a little bit of a, I don't know, homage to, to all of that, uh, in a song, but yeah. I ended up working. Yeah. yeah. I think it kind of makes it, frankly. Yeah. yeah. I did all together. Tied the room together. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, because I saw you guys' music video, which I love, by the way. I thought the Bigfoot was so cool. <laughs> I don't know how much, like, planning or how... So how did you guys come up with that idea where you just, like, how did that happen, you know? Well, that wasn't our original idea, um, but because of COVID-19, like, the original concept that we had involved a lot of extras, small room, and... Uh, there's this director uh, in here in Nashville. His name's Casey Pierce, and uh, I really like the videos that he's done. And I, you know, wanted to do a video. He was brainstorming ideas, and you know, one day he was like, "I don't think we can do this concept that you want because of you know COVID and everything." But he had this idea because there's one of the lyrics in the song is um, uh, he has a trees and he sort of thought about like what if a person gets lost in the trees forever like in the woods what do they become and thought of Bigfoot and then that's where all that sort of came together so that was pretty much all his doing um the directors so yeah I I really enjoyed it I thought it was great I thought that who played the Bigfoot uh our friend Jake he plays in this band in town called Pet Envy shouts out to Pet Envy yeah there go look them um but, uh, yeah, he's, like, super tall and super nice guy. And I was like, hey, will you do this? <laughs> you know, he really came through. So he was a true – well, he yeah. even shaved off his beard for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Big deal. Yeah. Ironic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's ironic. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. But, no, I mean, yeah, and that was a hot day, too. And he's – he's just toughing it out. We're shoving ice packs down his trousers. <laughs> I like when you guys are swimming at the end. That's pretty cool. And he has a really cool, maybe it's like a drone shot of him. Like, yeah. You know, it, yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Right as that shot was happening, uh, there was like a storm coming on the yeah. lake. You could We're, see it like dropping on the, across on the, the lake. Yeah, you could see it raining. We're like, oh, no, oh, no. Like, it's, <laughs> and like we, you know, bucked out and uh, didn't rain on us. Yeah. We got the shot. That's great. Yeah. Um, why don't you guys start off with your first song, you know, and I'll be here. (laughs) I'm going to try to, does this flip the camera? Yeah, that flips the camera. All right. We have it set up sort of so you can, so you have a tripod. Oh, wow. Fancy, fancy. We did some testing, so hopefully this works. Yeah, I'm probably going to block some people in the frame, but it is what it is. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Actually, probably just cut my head off. There you go. Alright. Speaking of keep up and handsome, I guess that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Awesome. You ready? Thank you. 
Yeah, it's it's too far away to get us all in the frame, so I'm gonna have to hold this again. All right, you're all good. Sweet. Yeah, it's pretty. Got, yeah, no, it's super nice. It's just super humid because all the the hurricane rains are heating up and filling the atmosphere. You know. Yeah. Um. So with that song, like how. How is the lyric writing, the songwriting process, right? Like, with that? Well, that this song, uh, like, well, as a band, realistically, like, uh, we we're all very involved in the writing process. Now, usually, someone will like come up with an idea. Like, I write, I write the lyrics, uh, most of them. Like, even if I don't necessarily write the first lick or riff or progression. But for that song, it's the only song I've ever written where I wrote the lyrics and everything first. Uh, I was on a plane to Seattle, actually. Uh, and I love Seattle. I do. I do love Seattle. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, it was like it was like 6.30 in the morning, and the sun was coming up over the clouds, and that's why it's like in and out of sleep, people orange on the horizon. And so I was just like, I've never – I've just – usually I write – melody and uh, progression and lyrics time or i'll you know do melody and progression and then a couple of lyrics later so i just wanted to try doing it the opposite way worked out that's awesome yeah i really like it i was listening and i was like yeah this is this is these are really unique lyrics and i feel like it takes a special mindset it's for those type of lyrics to come about <laughs> yeah really sleepy mindset <laughs> Yeah. Um, do you find like, I mean, especially with everything going on right now, has it been easier or harder to write lyrics and songs? Um, I haven't done a lot of writing recently. I've written a few things. Um, I sort of, the way at least I get most of my lyrical concepts or ideas is usually either driving or when I'm in the shower or most importantly, when I'm laying down at night, uh, sometimes I'll like just lay the guitar on my body while I'm like trying to go to sleep. And that's where I get most of my ideas from. Um, during this time though, I mean, we've been releasing music and I haven't been writing a lot because there's a lot involved with the release strategy and preparing social media and content. All the boring stuff. All the, the content. Yeah. 
how have you guys dealt with like i mean you know like really big bands they have their own like social media people and promotion people but i'm sure like you guys have to do that probably the majority of you yourself so how does that you know how well, do you feel about that we have a team of people helping us um not necessarily posting on social media but like uh coming up with ideas and like suggestions are like hey you need to be doing this or you should think about this so um our drummer his uh partner she has a company called lunacy media um like a digital distribution management sort of catch up you know record label innocent um, and she helped me out a lot thing and then um my girlfriend uh she is currently doing our pr uh lori liebig and she's had a lot with things like hey you should do this you know etc so i have i didn't have help but at the end of the day it's still most of the time me posting unless but yeah i don't know it's not the fun part <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah for sure for sure um with your guys' uh music who do you think you gain the most inspiration from do you have any art other artists or bands that you kind of look up to and you know? <laughs> weird question yeah. i feel like I, I feel like it's really eilish <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I feel like as a group, like there's a little bit of cross. Like if you did a Venn diagram, like some artists that cross, but like just the tips, you know what I mean? I think that's what makes the music somewhat unique. Um, at least, I sense, you know, yeah. that's why that's another reason why all of our songs don't sound the same. You know, mm -hmm. um, like you were saying, like I think on this record we're gonna come out there. It's gonna come out in October sort of three types of songs at least I, uh, there's like the folk folk type and there's like the the like really rocky ones and then there's like the like i don't know i like the idea of a band having like knowing exactly one band that they're well like, no i mean you know beach house that's, that's, that's no i mean that's and i've one. i've been i've i've been at band practices in college where uh, you know, members have been like, "All right, guys, what two bands do we sound like?" Yeah. Like, oh, that ain't how this works. No, um, in all seriousness, I mean, uh, I drew a lot of uh, influence from Miles, um, for me personally, and then um, Andrew Bird is one of my favorite artists, and also Bright Eyes. Sort of those three. A lot of indie rock is what I'm about, but I know everybody else is very different. Yeah, because then I come and everything up. Like, Nine Inch Nails. Nails. <laughs> but, I mean, Cole and I both like Nine Inch Nails a lot, and we both like David Bowie a lot. And Steely Dan. Steely Dan. Probably and most. Probably yeah. Steely Dan and the, most, the most, but I won't so say that, like, I was necessarily thinking of all those bands when I played with Creature Comfort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, when I was playing on this album, I was thinking a lot about Dwayne Allman from the Allman Brothers. I was thinking a lot about Joey Santiago from the Pixies. Mm -hmm. um, I was thinking Carl Bromel from My Morning Jacket. Yeah, uh, Age. Always thinking about him, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Marr too. You can definitely hear me. Yeah, Johnny Marr all over this. Yeah, you know, the Smiths are huge for me. Um, so yeah. Mm -hmm. And I do my sort of position in the band 
um, to play a lot of different things, <laughs> a lot of different songs, which in addition to meaning schlepping a lot of gear, it means <laughs> my, my, you know, I, I've kind of gone at it with, I, I love Wilco, but there's something about their ability as just like this amalgamation Americana band to bring like all these different things to it and make it fit. So that's something that I, I kind of go at it yeah. with this kind of idea of like, well, how are we going to make keys fit into this or how are we going to make strings fit into this or whatever it is. Al's yeah. a really good, um, Alex is a great problem solver, musical problem solver. Yeah, for sure. Um, he always has the right chord to throw in or the right instrument for it. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Which is, Very I just kind. tend to turn the amp <laughs> do you guys ever have some creative differences when you're writing and playing together and you're like uh get a little i guess but it's never insurmountable or like ugly it's always like give and take when you're when you're writing in a group it's give and take and like i'm just kind of i've been in situations yeah know? i've been in situations where it's not like that um not so much with this lineup of this band uh or like in other bands I've played, there's been a lot of true criticism. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, like I, I I can play bass, I can play drums, but like the the whole point is like I'm not that like that's not what I excel at. And you know, I think one thing that makes like a true band uh, really cool is because you're giving people that are that excel in a particular instrument to you know write the best that it can be. Yeah, yeah. I feel we, because it was kind of a new, a new lineup. Charlie and I joined, and then we almost immediately hopped into the studio to work on this record. It was like we developed as an almost new group this new ear and new sound for what we wanted this band to be. And so now, it's not like having to fight to preserve like. I'm bringing the folk to the party, and if you don't like it, you know, it's all like we've kind of figured out what we want mm -hmm. this group to sound like together. And so now we've honed in on that, what that is, and so we kind of can approach everything from the same, without there being any kind of tension of, like, oh, we need it to be more of a, you know, more of this, less of that. Right. right. Yeah. It's all very vague, what I said, I think. No. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah. That, that that totally made sense. I mean, with anything that's going to have a, a number of people, you want to be able to come to a common uh, conception and everything about what you're about and how you go about a certain thing. And even though it, it sometimes may not work out the way you want it, it's still going to come out this, the way you want it. So <laughs> it's going to come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll get there eventually. <laughs> Um, should we do another song? Yeah, let's <laughs> do it. Alrighty. Hope we're in tune. So, what do you think is going to be, what's your next one you're going to play? Uh, this song is called Heartstrings. Um, okay. This is, uh, it's technically the first thing on the album. We released it last August, so, because uh, we played a festival here in Nashville. Live on the Green um, last August. Well, yeah, last August. Then we were like, well, let's put out a single. So, but yeah, it's called Heartstrings. And this guy, yeah. It's funny to 
This is funny. She's just all funny. <laughs> Life is weird, y'all. He handed me the tuner as soon as we were done playing. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'm not going to have my count. Okay. One, two, Especially in uh, this setting. <laughs> uh, I bet your neighbors are like, wow, they're good. <laughs> uh, 
hope so. I hope, yeah, we, we can only hope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, they enjoy it. Yeah. Well, how's, I guess, what is, what's the music scene like in Evansville? Like, is there, like, uh, are shows happening? Or what, what's queen like? What's, you uh, know? Well, for Evansville, I know that um, if you want to see a show, most of the time you have to be 21 because they're in bars and lounges and stuff. So I, like, personally haven't been to any because of oh. that. Because oh. um, I'm 20. And so, um, but I do know that there is the Boca Lounge here in Evansville, and I know Corduroy Orbison was just there recently, and they performed. And so I think that there's still a little bit of performing going on, maybe not as much, but there still is, you know, as things start to open up again, people are starting to perform more, which is cool. So, yeah. Nashville, we are very right now. Like, go, go. Yeah. Any show. Mm. Yeah, and that's that's unfortunate, you know, like, I'm sure with the whole COVID situation, a lot of what you guys do has been switched up and changed around. And you've tried, you're probably trying to figure out how you're gonna do things now. So, I mean, if you want to go into that a little bit, that would be great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's weird, like, you know, we're putting out this record, we're gonna try to figure out a way to do some sort of like online record release. What I would like to do is in our hometown, actually, Tullahoma, there's a drive-in uh, theater, like theater. And I saw that they had a show like last weekend. So part of me is like, you know, I don't know. It, granted, it was like a DJ. Uh, so I don't know like what the audio situation is. But that would be really cool to do like a drive-in show. And we recently got a van. So, I mean, yeah. we can't really travel anywhere to use it. All banned up and nowhere yeah. to go. Yeah, all up, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we've done one, like, live stream. And I don't mean just, like, a, you know, with a phone or, or like, in front of a webcam. Like, we did where we, you know, had a, a really good camera running, good audio and stuff. We've done one of those and people to do uh, some more stuff like that. It's sort of weird because, like, I personally, like, I love live music, but I don't, you know, I don't know that I like, or I'm nearly as enticed by, like, watching a live stream show. You know, mm -hmm. it's just not the same, because half of the fun is, like, sharing the energy of the room with the other people that are there, and um, it's definitely one thing that is lacking, I'd say. I mean, it's, it's, I can't underestimate how much it decimated Nashville's economy. Yeah. Like, this is a tourism town it's a live music town it's what tourism's like a like yeah. billion dollar industry literally billion dollar industry here and um we just don't have that yeah right now it's a lot of people like honestly the musicians are kind of least of the concern because there's this large infrastructure that goes into live music in nashville and the live entertainment in nashville and i mean all these people you think about the road people the sound people the lights all the bar staff, the entire the, yeah, this whole whole ecosystem of unemployed people—it's really awful. And in I think it's twelve weeks, like so many important venues here close permanently. Yeah, I mean, we don't even have anywhere to play yeah, so when it gets oh, go sign that uh, was save, save our, our state. Yeah, uh, go find that. We should put a link up. Yeah, somewhere. old Klobuchar. Uh, 
coming in. That's her build, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I, it's. Um, I think so. <laughs> She's a coast. Well, I know James. That one that James Murphy met with uh, here tonight. But uh, Chuck Schumer about. I don't know if it's going anywhere, but it doesn't hurt to sign it. So go, yeah, go yeah. look that up. If you like Very live important. music, yeah. I yeah. mean, seriously. It's really, it's a really critical situation. Not yeah. To, not to go doomer mode, but like, <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, it's like, very, well, it's very disconcerting. And it's because when it's back, it's not going to come back. Like, if those all do close, they're not going to be replaced again by actual people. Yeah, they're going to turn them into high rises. Or they'll yeah, still be venues. Sure. There'll still be venues, but they'll be bought by, you know, some corporate thing that messes up the booking and live bands never get to play. Local or bands local never bands. Play the play. Exit in ever again. Yeah, There's local bands. Live Nation presents. Yeah, Live, <laughs> yeah, yeah, live Nation presents the Exit in gift shop. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's so by the board. Yeah. Be, be my, sorry to be a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching this and haven't. I, I totally agree with you. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, places are struggling a lot, and there's, I mean, there's not a whole lot we can do, because obviously this is, like, out of our control, for the most part, I mean, obviously wear a mask and all that kind of good stuff, and be safe, and all that stuff, but, I, you know, until yeah. somehow we get control of the situation, it's gonna be a really hard time for people, and it's also, like, I mean, not to, you know, get political or anything, but, like, it's going to be really hard, like, this upcoming election, and, like, that's coming up, too, and, like, there's just so many things, you know, happening right now with, like, the whole Black Lives Matter, there's, yeah. like, women in the music industry coming out about sexual assault, there's just a lot going on right now, and, you know, there's so many things to focus on, and, you know, there are a lot of things people can do is, like, sign petitions or donate, and so it's important that you do those things because, you know, without that, those that help you know people sometimes in my opinion don't believe that just them can do anything but i think that's totally wrong i think that you know when there's one there's going to be another and, and there's going to be more so i yeah please do yeah. those petitions because you know some artists really need your help and especially like i in this world everything is connected to me you know like everything is like that everything is connected to everything is how about it so like you know yeah. one thing might stop and then the other thing might stop because of that you know so but i agree yeah <laughs> it, the short, the short answer <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so yeah yeah no i totally i totally get what you're saying with that it's it's hard i know that nashville just i mean not too long ago a couple months ago they had a hur or not a hurricane a tornado oh yeah, yeah. Dude, 2020 sucks. <laughs> I still can't tell you, like, I think because it didn't receive enormous na national coverage, the impact this tornado had on Nashville was, like, huge. Like, I went for a run this morning, and there's five points in East Nashville. Half of it's still uh, Yeah. Like, we have still not recovered mm -hmm. from the tornado. And while this stuff was literally in hit with coke yeah it was like right. it ruined everything structurally and it really took a bite out of people's morale going into you know the yeah, yeah. of a global pandemic and so it's like whew, it's just rough it's been a 
it's been a year you know? yeah because uh, i was supposed to go see a show at the basement in east Na nashville and uh, it they're they it's not there anymore <laughs> like, yeah they're, they're rebuilding they're, they're, they're one of the rebuilt ones they're, so, if, if, if they can get through COVID, that you know, that's that's probably to be that was like my favorite place to play, to be honest. Yeah, that's uh, the, the stage, well, yeah. There's a lot of good stages here, but I I love that venue, and that was, man, oh god, it yeah. sucked. Yeah. I was, man, the night of the tornado too. Like it just, it really Watching shook me. I was, it was really scary. I was out, I was out at a bar in East Nashville, like, and my girlfriend was like, "There's a tornado," and I'm like, Psh, "I grew." to see we always get tornadoes like not a big deal and then like moments later the wind gets really bad <laughs> and, really? and i go inside and it blows by and i didn't think anything of it and i go home and you know then you see the basement east is destroyed and like it just it just bad yeah yeah, yeah. crazy crazy times that we're living in right now yeah you know? um, but I don't know, with that, and in normal situations, and normal, you know, times, what do you think is, like, the most rewarding part about the music industry, you know? Rewarding? Yeah, rewarding. Um, certainly in the money. <laughs> 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 the glamour, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, you know? Um, yeah. Just, I don't know. I think for me, for me... Personally, I I think it's really cool to connect with people. It's like, it's just there's something really special about that. And I mean, as a list as a lover of music and a listener of music, I mean that's all you really want to do is, you know, just help convey like feelings that other people are also feeling. So someone they're not necessarily alone in that feeling. At least, that, you know, that's a sort of a very happy way to look at it, or one way to look at it, but that, that's sort of how I feel, I think, deep down inside. Yeah, I mean, and I just like having fun with my friends, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Performing I mean, synchronized activity, it's, it's really satisfying. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like playing, no. but, I mean, it's also one of those things, when it's good, it's really good, and when it's bad, it's, it's bad. bad. Yeah. It's not <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, but, you know, that's, um, that's show business, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, for sure. I yeah, <laughs> it's it's you know it's tough. Everything has pros and cons in this world, so yeah. you know, it comes to good. No, we there was just a moment here. It's just the thing of Instagram. Jesse started to turn the phone to Al. And Al was like, going to say something. And he said, no, and turn it back. Sorry. He can talk. Yeah. If you, if my bad. No, he doesn't want to talk. I was like, hey, you want to talk? And he's like, he's like, I don't have, I don't have nothing to say. That's funny. I mean, I'm glad you all are pitching in your own things because sometimes it's just like one person and that's like answering for the whole thing. And I'm like, mm. like and we're not, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so should we move on to your next song? Yeah, I think this is the last one that we rehearsed. We could probably fish another one out, but that might be scary. But we'll good. Do this, one. this is the 
I th this is the first time we've performed this, like, yeah, live yeah. ever, so cool. this will be interesting. It begins with a question. Oh. All right. Did that work? Yeah, there you go.
Yeah. What was that called again? Uh, oh, there we go. It's called, called Dark Side. Dark Side, yeah. I thought I heard it Dark. before. I was like, Yeah, the single before last that we released. Uh, it was great. I loved it. Awesome. Yeah. So it's it's playing on 95.7 Spin. <laughs> uh, Sweet. But Thank yeah, that was What's the inspiration behind that one? Uh, that one I wrote, um, it was like right when I became a pharmacist. Oh, we got a lawnmower. This might be hard. Uh, right when I became a pharmacist and had like money for the first time in my life. And I had this, uh, little house I was renting and I lived alone and, uh, I don't know. I was sort of having a weird, like quarter life crisis, I suppose. Um, it's like, what do I do now? You know, I'd been going for eight years and well, and then if you count K through 12, whatever. It is, so, you know, learning how to live outside of school and being a student. Oh, no, no. Well, that'd be all right, maybe. To the next door neighbor. I don't know. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can hear you, but I can hear that too. Uh, <laughs> but you're good. I can hear you mostly, so. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, that's how I feel once I graduate. I'll be like, okay, so what now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, yeah, it was like when I first like got to pay stuff. I was like, ooh, I need to go buy antique furniture and like, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe, but like, I don't know. It's just like, I'm having a weird time. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to have a Versace intervention with him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, Jess, you can't always wear Gucci loafers. <laughs> You're not the Pope. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, so, <laughs> I always tend to do... Uh, <laughs> what? I, I, sorry, we were laughing so loud I couldn't hear what you were saying. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so I always tend to do some like fun questions at the end. So All right, let's sweet. do a couple of those. Let's see what I have. Let's go. Um, so if you could, um, have one person narrate your life, who would it be? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Michael Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> narrate my life. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, actually, yeah. I think it'd be really funny to have old, you know, that's, you probably don't know. Old Greg? Greg? No. All right. Well, back in the day, there was a thing called YouTube, and, uh. I know what I No, it's a joke, but during YouTube's inception, there's a show, it's a British sketch copy show called The Mighty Boosh, and there was this viral video called Old Greg, so look it up after, you don't know him. But it's really weird accent. I think it'd be really funny if my life were narrated. Sam Houston, would be a good one. Could be cool. Oh yeah, um, that'd be very good. Uh, that's like an actual good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's an actual one. one. Yeah. Um, who else? Um, oh, I would like Werner Herzog. That would be cool. <laughs> Have that really thick, kind of scary German accent. Yeah, <laughs> narrating my darkest. <laughs> Joy Behar, okay. from The View. Yeah. Nice, uh, sure. <laughs> sure. Um, 
Yeah, yeah that's who. Never thought about that. Yeah, Queen Latifah. <laughs> uh, I would do Dolly Parton. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Dolly. Yeah. yeah. She would be cute. I'd love it. But also, I don't know. She's so, like, happy. I feel like I'd have some dark times in my life, and she'd just be like, it's all right, honey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Dolly, it's not all right. I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, she yeah, 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 ye